Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. And I am your hostess, Paulette Reese-Denis. If you don't know me, I am your movement motivator, your passion instigator, and your magic maker. (laughs) In other words, I am a lifestyle coach for creatives, and I work with women who are on the verge of becoming a new, a new version. I love that. I love that so much. And today I get to bring you, Katrina is with us from Idaho. Katrina Foe is here and she is, um, well, she'll tell you a little bit more about herself. She's, she's in Idaho and Katrina, welcome. Thank you, Paulette. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to have this conversation with you. She's a nutritionist and she's also a cancer survivor. And we're going to talk about some of that stuff today and, and how she got on her path. Um, doing what she does now, doing what Katrina does now. So, hey, so what's shaking, Katrina? Oh, yeah. Uh, So much, so much going on. A lot of business development stuff and and just plugging along, making sure I take care of myself as we do that. That's good. Yes, self-care is of the utmost importance for sure. So um, how long have you been doing nutrition work? Um, since 2016. Okay. And, and I know a little bit about your backstory, but why don't you tell the others about your backstory? Yeah. So I've actually been in the health and wellness field since I was 24. Um, I opened my first Pilates studio and, um, became a teacher trainer, but, um, I wasn't doing nutrition then. And, um, along the way, um, learned this and that and saw some different food as medicine things happening in our life and our family. And then in 2015, I had my own cancer journey. Mm. I was diagnosed with breast cancer and because of what I had seen, I chose to take a different path and stepped away from traditional oncology and did everything natural. So, um, diet, lifestyle, functional testing, um, instead. And that just opened up this whole new world of like, holy moly, like what in the world just happened? And I wanted to go back to school to understand what was going on, what had happened and just couldn't get enough. So ended up doing, you know, four years of study and different levels of the testing and um, training at higher level with cancer, with Dr. Nisha Winters and such to really dive into what was going on. And it's, it's amazing the power of the body to heal. And that, that's just so many people have forgotten that Mm -hmm. or they just take it for granted and they just want the easy route or the, you know, what the doctor says or right. Instead of man, I just get so frustrated sometimes. And so I'm really big. I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm, definitely a well-being coach and, and work a lot with the idea of food is medicine and food is life. And um, so what did you do back then? Uh, what did you change with your food? Yeah. So, so that was an interesting thing. I, I had been doing a lot of work. We had done a gaps diet. We had gotten into Weston price, you know, really you know, soaking our grains and eating very nutrient dense. And when I got the cancer diagnosis, I was super frustrated. I was pissed because 
who's doing all the right things. Like what the hell? And so I basically put everything on the table. Clearly something I was doing was not right. And I wanted to examine all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a lot of research. And first thing I did, I went down to a cancer clinic, a Gerson clinic down in Mexico. Um, And let's see, like, cause everything back then with cancer was like raw vegan. And I was there and I, I had been reading their stuff and I was asking questions and they didn't really have any answers. And then by the third day, the director of the program sat me down. He's like, Katrina, you just need to trust in the process and stop asking questions. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, are, are you joking? Because this is kind of like my life on the line. <laughs> you have no answers. Why would I trust you? And so essentially I got kicked out of the cancer clinic. Um, and I, Go girl. (laughs) I know, but what do you do then? I'm like, so everything was up in the air and I was really blessed to find a functional practitioner who had healed her own breast cancer. And so we started peeling back, like, let's look at this, what's going on and testing things. And I never tested things. So like, for example, I had been taking cod liver oil, you know, for my vitamin D levels and everything for years and we tested them and they were in the toilet. Like, how is this possible? Well, I'd never tested. So I just assumed the supplements I was taking were doing their thing and and they weren't, um, you know, it took me bizarrely enough, five different, you know, of the best high quality supplements before I found one that actually moved the meter for me. And we were so excited because when I found that one, I, I got the test results back, um, after taking some high dose for like three months and had a little attachment approaching the level of toxicity. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm almost toxic, but I mean, it turns out I have a genetic issue where I don't, um, absorb and, and create vitamin D very well. So this is something that, you know, I had no idea, no idea. And there were, there were a lot of different things like that, that just, mm-hmm. I didn't know. And what I didn't know created that perfect storm that allowed uh, my body to be overwhelmed by the cancer. So my, my, our body should be able to address cancer unless it gets overwhelmed. And that's the magic question that everyone I wish would be asking of, you know, is why is the body allowing this cancer to develop? Yeah, that's such a good question. Wow. It's not about the tumor. The tumor is a symptom. And as soon as you stop looking at the tumor and obsessing about the tumor, and look at the body and what's going on, then you can start to really see the layers of dysfunction that are there that maybe aren't being talked about or addressed or tested for even. Wow, that's so intense. So good. Are you guys hearing that out there? Oh my gosh, it's so good. You know, and you just see more and more people getting diagnosed with cancer. And so many men I know are getting prostate cancer. And it's just like, uh, something is wrong with what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And people aren't talking about it. Um, but this, the rates are skyrocketing and, you know, when we keep focusing on the tumor, we're not really getting to the issue. Mm. And even, even in alternative healthcare, you know, it's like, okay, let's have some IV vitamin C's or some hyperbaric oxygen, or, um, it's still got that, you know, magic bullet kind Mm. of feel. And those are not always good treatments. Although I use them a lot with clients, Um, they're not for everybody and they're not all the time. And with testing, we can see, okay, this would be appropriate now or oh, now it would not be appropriate now. And instead of throwing wet spaghetti at the wall, we can really be specific uh, with the treatments and not just 
guessing. Nice. Nice. Wow. So you cured yourself. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love it. Um, I'm sure that you know a lot about Chris Carr, right? Yes. Love her. Okay. Um, so um, you, then you stepped into studying more so that you could become a nutritionist. And so how has that journey been for you? And what's been, what's, what's been the obstacles and what's been the passion? Yeah. Yeah. So the process has been long because there's a lot of layers um, I didn't just do nutrition. I did like two years of functional lab training. And then I became an instructor for that company, um, which I'm still working with. And I, I adore that. The, I think the biggest obstacle is that there's so much research coming out every day, mm. which is exciting and it's awesome, but it's overwhelming to keep up with it. So, you know, I, I do at least one to two hours of continuing ed every day. Um, in terms of reading and watching webinars and going through research and such, just to try to maintain and, and you know, tread water, if you will. Um, I build that into my practice because I think it's super important and kind of feeds the nerdy side of me that is fascinated <laughs> by all this stuff. Excellent, excellent. But it's not necessarily what's done. And, and it's really hard, I think, to, you know, be feeding from the that flood of water from the fire hose kind of thing. Um, that that's a, a huge obstacle, but, um, in terms of the, the positives, like I really love, like I got into this and started going through training for myself. Like I wanted to learn how to help myself and my sure. family because I don't want this to happen again. Um, but what I found was you can't be quiet about this. This is really important and people need to learn about this. And um, working with clients and seeing the quality of life improve and things reverse and they get into remission. And my favorite is when, you know, clients can walk away from the process, not looking over their shoulder. You know, they're not waiting for the other shoe to drop of when is it coming back? Because that's the scary part with cancer that can drive you insane. Even if you're in remission, I heard, um, somebody just saying the other day that I had met at the grocery, like, She's like, yeah, cancer is so scary. And you just never know when it's going to come back. I'm like, oh, no, you you can know. You know, I, I don't do scans every week. I don't do scans at all. Um, but I can look at my test results and see if something starts to go sideways. I'm going to be catching things with the terrain being off before cancer is even going to grow. Like, this is wow. not a guesswork. This is, you can test and see when and where cancer is going to develop. Um, by looking at these 10 areas of dysfunction or, you know, they could be dysfunctional kind of thing. That's amazing. And of course, that's not what the average human knows anything about. No, no, the, the, the doctors, the oncologists are saying it just happens. It just, some people are lucky. And I'm like, no, it's not luck. You're just not doing the test. They're being very lazy, no disrespect, but um, I have yet to have a breast cancer client, which that's a cancer that is known to be usually hormonally driven, that has brought me tests from their oncologist with any hormone testing. Now, granted, if they do hormone testing, they usually do blood, which we know is not the best form to test the hormones, but I've never even seen that. I mean, this is offensive, if not malpractice, that they're not even looking at the client's hormones to see what's going on. Wow. But when they're just doing chemo and radiation and surgery, what the heck do they care? Cause that doesn't matter. Right. So what are you going to do about this? 
Well, <laughs> I am going to get the word out there as best I can. Um, my practice is getting larger, um, but we need to get the word out there just in general. Um, so I have in the mix, my second book um, is percolating, um, which is going to be more cancer focused. Wait, what's and the first book? Let's go back. What's the first oh, book? Sorry, the first book. The first book is called Nutritional Pilates. And so it's a framework for all the things that can go wrong, you know, when people are trying to just be generally healthy. So when there's like joint pain and there's, you know, weight gain and there's chronic disease, like why is that allowed to happen? So I do mention cancer in there, but you know, there's a lot of things like, like I mentioned the hormones, but, um, mold toxins, like people aren't talking about that, but mold is this huge epidemic pro uh, problem. And this was a Actually, to me, what I consider the tipping point, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for my cancer was we moved into a house that had black mold. Oh, I didn't know anything about it. We removed it ourselves with no masks. And eight months later, I had cancer. And of course, that mold carcinogenic and it was a big factor in it. My levels were through the roof. So, I mean, who's talking about that? Much less in oncology, you know? Wow. Yeah. And, and I, I know all about that mold coming from the Pacific Northwest, right? Dampness. Woo-wee. Wow. Well, you know, and Paulette, here's the interesting thing, because um, I actually have quite a few clients in Phoenix that have mold issues. Oh. Um, the HVAC systems are terrible for dealing, creating that moldy environment, even though it's dry as all get out in Phoenix. Like, it's still a thing. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Oh boy. Well, we could, we could just talk about this in a 5 million different directions. So what I want to know is, all right, so you're doing your own personal coaching practice. Yes. And then you, you work for this company too. Mm -hmm. And you're writing a second book, which is going to be more cancer based. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my God. When you say I think you're the first you're the first person I've said that to publicly. So I'm yes. like, okay, there it is. It's out there. It's coming. I'm working on my fifth book this summer. So Ooh, uh, love it. I know. So exciting. Um, um, what, okay. Tell me what you do for yourself. So I love to hear about you, the business person, but I want to hear about Katrina, the, the woman at home. Yeah, that's a great question. Cause that's, I mean, that's what matters. What does it really look like? So for me, there were certain areas of my cancer um, that the terrain areas, there's 10 terrain areas and each person usually has like six to eight of them off to allow cancer to proliferate. So the body's pretty resilient to have that many. It's not one, it's not even two, it's like six or eight. So for me, I watch those areas. Um, I'm gonna give you a good example. So recently I had noticed um, a couple, like I'm getting really picky on myself here, but like my libido was like rather robust, which it usually is not. Um, I was noticing I was waking up in the middle of the night kind of warm, not like sweaty, but I'm like, is this the beginning of a hot flash? I don't know. Is this perimenopause or is this like my estrogen dominance coming back? Um, there were, there were some symptoms like that. So I ran a Dutch test and I say it came back about a week ago and it was fabulous. And I was like, I was so excited because my hormones couldn't look better. So I, again, it could be the beginning of menopause. I'm in that age range, but um, yeah, nothing wrong. So that's what I do for myself is I'm constantly listening to my body. 
And I know what my symptoms are. I know how my body like feels and reacts to things. And then if something sounds funky, like, you know, smelled a little odd with those hormones, I'm just going to jump in there and test it. I'm not going to wait till things get really bad where there's, you know, multiple things going on that can create that perfect storm. Um, And that's a really powerful thing. So I feel like I have power and control and yeah, I'll be testing things ongoing for the rest of my life, but everything's optimal. Like, but you are so in touch and and even doing that testing, you, you become even closer and closer and closer to yourself, to your body, to hear when things are screwed up, you know, yeah, most people have no idea, you know, oh, I have a headache. Well, that's, that's part of the process uh, that I work with my clients. It's a year long program. And part of it is to, you know, help people find like, what are their triggers, their symptoms? And everybody's different. I don't get headaches much, but some people that's their thing. And they know things are wrong when they get a headache. Um, And so knowing and listening to what your stuff is, and then as we address them and they see it go away, then they know, oh, I have power over that. These, these stupid symptoms that we have that people just kind of dismiss. Oh, I'm getting old. Oh, that's just this. That's just how it is. No, it's not. That's your body screaming. And if you don't listen to it, this more things will happen. And it's just a matter of time. So I want to listen when it's whispering. I don't want to make it yell at me. Yeah, (laughs) that's so good. That should be a bumper sticker. There you go. (laughs) I love bumper stickers. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So back to you. So you, Mm -hmm. you listen and then you do your testing and stuff, but what else do you do for yourself? Mm, What do you do? Do you have a daily practice? Are you still teaching Pilates? I'm not teaching Pilates um, on a daily basis with clients, but I do still practice my, my reformer is right there actually. Um, And I do teacher training and, and speaking and stuff on some on that. Um, so in the morning, you know, I get up, usually I do some intermittent fasting. Um, I'll start with some matcha for me, genetically, the matcha helps me slow down my turnover of my neurotransmitters. So this is a food as medicine for me. It's not just a caffeine. I actually don't even want the caffeine if I could do with that. Um, I'll do my Pilates and then I jump into, um, usually seeing clients and stuff, I like to make sure that I have enough time with my kids. So that means that I have breaks during the day um, to go into the house because I, I just work on the property um, and you know have lunch with them, or dinner with them, you know, do some things in the evening. I love playing games with my boys, especially they uh kids you have. Yeah, my seven-year-old beat me last night in sequence. So, you know, this is this is fun stuff. That that to me is my joy. I enjoy Good. that. That's fun. And we like to make uh, you know, fun treats together. I, I do still eat primarily keto. Um, I, I'm not super strict on it anymore because I don't need to be, but for my mental health, I really feel strongly that the keto I just resonates with me better. Um yeah. And I make sure I go to bed at a decent time and, you know, get lots of nourishing sleep. Love it. Love it. So what's, what, besides the new book, what's next for you? Um, let's see. I have a um, project with our, our cancer freedom program that I'm going to be putting together a group program. So I'm really excited about that. And I'll be uh, probably doing recording and stuff for that in the fall and working on some of the PowerPoints and stuff this, this summer. So when you, and back to your, um, so you have a year long program. So are these people, 
who have cancer that are coming to you? Yeah, that's a good question. So the clients that I take, um, some of them are like, I get, they get to that point where they, their doctor's saying they need a biopsy, but they don't want to do the biopsy because they know that spreads cancer. And, you know, so they'll stop short and they'll come to me then. They're like, I, I think I have cancer, but they don't know because they don't have the official diagnosis. And unfortunately, there's some great tests that you can do with a simple blood draw, but they've taken them off the market for diagnostic purposes because we like things that cause cancer to diagnose cancer. Um, so I have clients from there on the spectrum all the way to the other end where they are, um, they did standard of care, all the chemo radiation stuff, and they realized through that process that that did not address why their cancer was there. And they hear about this and they come to me afterwards and they're like, okay, now I want to stop looking over my shoulder. Let's work on it. And so everywhere in between, a lot of them are actively cancering. Um, I can and will work with integratively, you know, the oncologist, usually the oncologists don't want to work with me. <laughs> unfortunately, okay. I'm sure that they, that's. Well, they, they do things like, oh, don't take any supplements. And I'm like, are you, are you just throwing them all out? So, but they don't know because they're not trained in any of that. So they just want to hedge their bets and keep, you know, other cooks out of the kitchen, so to speak. So that's fine. Um, but there's a lot of different ways that clients come to me, uh, whether they're you know, stage one, stage four, you know, wherever they're at, um, it, the whole spectrum, it works because this is about looking at the body and what's going on with the body. It's not about the tumor. Wow, this is just so good. This is so good. You need to be like way out there. Well, I'm I'm working on doing some more speaking because this is exactly where I want to go because it's, uh, I think that once people hear the message, it uh, usually resonates with them. Uh -huh. um, and the fact that there there is another choice is not mentioned enough. Um, you don't have to guess and you don't have to just go with standard of care because most people are scared of standard of care and I don't blame them. Um, it's not a pretty process and it's not really addressing the issue. So the, the big problem is though, that's what insurance covers. Mm -hmm. And even though it costs way more to do standard of care than like what I charge, when you have insurance covering the whole thing, it changes the ballpark in terms of people feel bullied into doing that. Hmm. Oh, and that's what an awful, I mean, that just right. What you just said, feeling bullied into doing that, even that will make you sick. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell you how many people that's like, that's why they chose it because that was their only option. And they felt they didn't have another option. And this is where medical freedom really needs to come alongside and say, okay, you know, insurance is not the answer necessarily. And it's not actually helping us. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, we could go on and on about that. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Well, that's so beautiful, but I love, love, love that you have pursued this work that you're so passionate about, you know, and you've really just, I mean, besides curing yourself, which is huge, um, but to continue on with the studies and to do the work that you're bringing to other people and helping educate other people and helping them cure themselves. And uh, yeah, because at the end of the day, I tell people all the time, you know, I don't cure cancer. I just help get the crud out of the way yeah. and give my clients guidance so that their bodies can do the curing. Their body has it in. Them, and their body is what's curing the cancer. 
And that's what, that's the thing that I'm always saying. This is our temple. Exactly. Is your temple. And don't take it for granted. And it is not, I mean, it is resilient, but you can't abuse it. And I have abused my body over the years in my younger years, because I was, you know, mm-hmm. what's the word? I'm don't do. Right. I'm, I was, I'm invincible or whatever. Superwoman. <laughs> Now I'm superwoman with a health kick. <laughs> I love that. And that's the hard thing. Um, I was actually on a call with a 20 year old this morning whose mom was concerned because she had had cancer. Um, but it, it, when you're 20, like you just don't have the motivation to look at this stuff. It's like, I feel great. Um, why would I think about this? And you can see stuff even then on the blood work and and on the testing of, okay, well, this is going sideways. Like you should do something now before it feels bad. But there's this human thing that unless we're in enough pain, we won't make a change. Exactly. And that's where I want to wake people up of like, notice your pain and, and feel it. Listen to your body. Like all these symptoms, those are your body screaming. That's your pain. Like you don't have to be in that. You don't have to wait till it gets to like a, a chronic killer disease. Um, to, to do something. So what would you say, um, before we sign off here, what would you say to our people? What would be like the first thing that you would recommend somebody do? Test. Don't guess, you know, I mean, blood like work kind of test. Like I would start with the blood work and I'm not talking a CBC and a metabolic panel. That's like the cheap stuff. It should cost less than $10. Um, and that's usually all like oncologists run. It's insane, you know, but getting, um, more extensive work, looking at the hemoglobin A1C and homocysteine, uh, an iron profile with ferritin and, you know, looking at some of the bigger markers that, yeah, they cost a little bit more, but you're going to get much better, more important information and insight as to what's going on. Well, then you have also, you also have a marker. Right. So then the next time you can look and see what's changed or, or if you need to change something or whatever. Right. Well, and it's like my stupid vitamin D story. Like I didn't test, I felt fine. Like a lot of these things when they're wrong, especially the really foundational stuff, you don't feel bad. Um, and I didn't know because I hadn't tested. Um, I, I, a lot of times when for all for your, your people, especially thyroid, these areas, when you test, the doctors are looking at um, the lab ranges and the lab ranges are created by taking the average of who takes the test and then two standard deviations. Well, who takes the test? Sick people. This has absolutely <laughs> no bearing on how you should feel or what optimal is. So with functional work, we're looking at a much narrower, tighter range of like where people are actually healthy. So especially with thyroid, I mean, over and over all day long, I get people whose thyroids are messed up that they've gone to their doctor and their doctor's like, you're fine. And they're like, oh, my hair's falling out in clumps. And, and it's, it's right. ridiculous right. because this is the known driver of cancer is hypothyroid. And they, they never test the antibodies. Like this is cheap and easy. Why not do it? Um, but they, they don't look at it because they don't have any tools to deal with it. But, but we do have tools. And that's the kicker. So looking at these areas and making sure you get a functional look at it to to start changing things specific to you. It's really important. Yeah, so good. So you guys, you're all hearing that now. Make sure you're taking notes and go ask your doctor. This is what I want, right? This is what I want. 
and step into your own health. I mean, I, how many times have y'all been to a doctor and it's like, oh, okay, whatever you say. Because I don't know any better. So whatever you say. Yeah. Like, for instance, I just got diagnosed with, um, uh, well, I have, I have IBS, so I have a little bit of thing going on and I'm eat, I mean, I'm like so healthy and I eat so good and, you know, I got this thing and they gave me these drugs. I'm like, I got to do something. You know, I've tried several things. What else can we recommend? Let's look at this. So she gave me these pills and I go home and I start taking them and I look at it and it's got pork in it. I haven't had pork for 25 years. Oh, it's that's it's enough to make me puke. I mean, I stopped immediately and I was like, oh, my God, see. And if I would have done a little bit more pre-research. Right. So you got to take it into your own hands, too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to let them know. And a good practitioner, if you tell them that stuff, they should look at it and and be taking that into account. Um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff is made. It's got pork in it and things. Oh, that's but disgusting. Easily to, it's easy to avoid though, you know. It's just, it's horrifying to me. I mean, that's on so many levels. And then I can get into the whole animal rights thing, but we won't go there right, right. now. Because that's exactly. my passion. So, um, one of them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> love it. <laughs> so, oh, just, you know, I love what you're doing. And I love how you have turned yourself around, turned your health around, and then allowed that passion to follow through with what you're bringing to the world now, because you're creating change in the world. Thank you. It's huge. Thank you. I hope so. We want to create a massive tidal wave. People can take their own I health please. back in their hands. Like, you know, go run for president or something. Will you please? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a great idea. <laughs> So anyway, Katrina, thank you for being here on Heart and Hustle with us. And yeah, thank you. Uh, and, and people, my people, uh, make sure you read all the notes and you'll get all her contact information and all that stuff. Um, and connect with her. And, you know, but what, what's the main story here? The main story is listen to your body, right? Listen to your body. Listen to the changes. And treat yourself with respect and because you are a divine being right and absolutely temple temple honor yourself and listen listen and talk to your body and ask it what it needs and then ask your doctor for what you need right yeah and if you don't get the answers you're looking for try try again try well, someone else. else try a different <laughs> practitioner yeah. It's very important to not give up just because you, uh, the one doctor says, doesn't give you the answer you want. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. All right. So great to meet you here, Katrina. Well, thank you, Paulette. It's been a pleasure. It's been all mine. Awesome. Awesome. And many blessings to you and continuing on. I can't wait to see what's next for you and see your next book coming out. Yeah. Get on that thank now, you. girl. <laughs> I will. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you guys out there, thank you in Heart and Hustle Land. Um, Paulette Reese Denis here. And thank you for being here on this journey with me of being able to bring you all these amazing magic makers and shakers and movers and, and health workers and spirit workers and all the people that I get to bring to you 
It's, it's such a pleasure. And this is our fifth year in doing this. Please subscribe. Please leave reviews. Please share me with all of your friends and share us and all these fabulous people. Um, and take good care of yourself. And I'll see you next time. Bye.